Now, Sonny Bill Williams, he was a superstar in rugby union and rugby league, a professional boxer. He's got a book out as well, and I'm pleased to say Sonny joins me on Summer Grandstand across the country. Sonny, appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, brother. It's been a while, mate. Yeah, I appreciate catching up again. I was just chatting to you off here about uh, your days when you first started out as a professional boxer, and you're still in the ring as recently as uh, just a few months back now. So anything on the horizon to look out for with uh, with the gloves on? Yeah, well, I'm just looking now. Well, obviously, you know, um, COVID restrictions, It uh, we're out of it now, so I'm just trying to lock, lock in something, but I've given myself... 24 months, or I shouldn't say I've given myself. The wife's let me, given me the green pass to do 24 <laughs> months of of uh, um, boxing. For me, it's just about the challenge. Just with with anything in life, I, I um, it needs to be bone deep. And for me, the challenge to get me out of bed and be authentic about it. And um, I've given my all to rugby and rugby league over the years. And it would just be nice to you know, see where I'm at after 24 months instead of a six-week camp or a 12-week camp. I'll come back to the boxing. I've got a lot of questions for you on the fight game. But you've decided to to write a book. You can't stop the sun from shining. I imagine you've done a heap of these interviews, Sonny. Just to put it back on you, what is the the number one question that you've been asked in your in your book tour trying to promote the book? What's the one thing you do these interviews and someone asks you the same thing all the time? Uh, I guess the number one would be why and what are you most proud of? Yes. And I and you know I can't lie, it's it's the same answer every time. It's uh, why because I know I needed to if I if I'm going to walk the talk because I talk about being beef. I I'm all about the growth and all about trying to help people or young youngsters that come from the same walk of life that I have. Uh, I I had to, you know, um, go to those uncomfortable places, talk about uncomfortable things, uh, just to show that, yes, there was a time where, you know, I'm not proud of how I was as a man, as an individual, but with with educating myself, with uh, putting the discipline that I put in for so many years into uh, being the best sportsman I could be, now I do it in in being the best human I can be in. and I'm really proud of where I am today. So that would be um, why uh, the most mm. proudest thing when it comes to the book is if you read it, you you get an understanding that I am a work in pro- progress, and I still am. Uh, but I, I'll fight tooth and nail like I do most days um, to try and be better, to try and learn from my mistakes, learn from the good goodness in my life, and just keep going, you know? You speak about during the book about Malcolm X a lot, and why why did he have such a profound impact on you? Because he's so misunderstood. Uh, Malcolm X, he's a beautiful, beautiful brother, beautiful man. Uh, you know, for someone who, in his heart and soul, he so he took on a version of Islam which is incorrect. It's called the um, uh, Nation of Islam. They're the American. Mm. It was an American uh, secular group. You know, um, I'm not going to act like I know everything, uh, but I'll, I'll do my best in this in this part. But for him to understand and um, a, a pillar of, I guess, a pillar of what the nation of Islam believed were all whites were devils. That's what he used to believe. And um, for him to stand around and, and, and he preached it for so long, but when he found the truth, he... 
he, he found the truth. He stood up against everything. And he, and he went wholeheartedly into it. And he became a proper Muslim. And obviously, you know, true Islam doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't matter what color you are. It's all about your deeds and what's in your heart and whatnot. But he ultimately um, was killed for, for standing up for, for his beliefs, you know. And uh, a lot of his sayings, a lot of the things that he kind of, you know, how he changed his life around in, in, in that sense, he stood, stands for the just no matter what. All of that type of stuff, it really hit a chord with me. I think because of how I was raised, if you read, read the book, you understand I get a lot of that activism from my mom, you know, that no, no, no matter what, um, it doesn't matter what color you are, as long as, you know, you're a good person, um, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Like just those simplistic messages. And I feel like Malcolm X, um, stood up for that at a time where it was life or death and, you know, ultimately he paid the price with his with his life. Can you just tell us, Sonny, a little bit more about the crossover between um, your religion and, and how it relates to your ability to play sport, I guess, and what you get out of it that that you benefit from on the sporting field? Well, I think, you know, I'm a, I've said in numerous um, interviews that a, a better person, you know, a better woman, a better man makes a better sportsman. And for me, I truly believe that. And Islam has given me, I guess, the uh, structure to thrive in this ever-changing world. I've always been a, uh, I've always believed in God. Uh, and you know, alhamdulillah, I stumbled upon Islam when I was really searching for something, going through some dark times. Uh, now, I think, um, you know, it's common sense. You know, for as a Muslim, we're not allowed to drink. Um, you know, we're not allowed to, you know, abuse our bodies, so to speak. So physically, uh, it put me in a, in really good stead uh, to be the best athlete I could. But I think the biggest thing for me was mentally, what it did done for me mentally. And, you know, for example, I'll give you one example is salah. It's prayer. We have to pray five times a day. But when you pray, you have to strive to pray with your heart, not just your limbs. Now, when, when you're praying, like that five times a day. I'm not saying that it's always like that for me uh, because no one's perfect. But when I get on that buzz and I'm praying and sometimes I can feel it with my heart, it's, you know, it ticks the boxes of being wholesome, having grat- uh, you know, having gratification for what I have, all of that type of stuff, you know. So mm. naturally, um, for me, it was a it was a good transition because for so long I put it, my heart and soul and everything I had discipline-wise into being the best athlete I could be. I just transferred that mindset into my faith. And ultimately, it's given me um, happiness that I've, I've, I've uh, never experienced before. So, um, you know, that's why I guess I'm pretty unapologetic about being proud to be a Muslim because I know what it's given me on my inside. Sonny Bill Williams on summer grandstand across Australia. Uh, Sonny, you spent a lot of time in both league and union. If I asked you to describe the differences in culture between the two, what would you say? I think we look at it two parts. The two games are totally, um, totally different. The only similarity between the games are they played on the same field. You know, when you talk about rugby league, for example, when you're watching the game, you know, okay, this is defense. Okay, this is attack. When you're watching rugby, every facet, rugby union, every facet of, of the play can be attack. You you know, you can turn the ball over. Every every tackle is a contest. There's set, set piece. So, 
Um, it depends if you really to understand the game. Once you understand the game, you you will enjoy rugby. But just from I guess an average person watching the game, you can understand rugby league a lot easier than rugby. Mm. Now, um, I guess the and from a cultural point of view here in Australasia, in New Zealand, quite simply, the pub all the public schools play rugby rugby union, and in Australia, all the public schools play rugby league. So, um, and then when we look at it on the scales of things. Arguably, Australia has been the best at rugby league in the world for, you know, decades. And it's the same that you could say with New Zealand when it comes to rugby uh, union. So, you know, obviously there's a thing that just goes to show how important it is for to have the masses playing, playing the game. And when you have the masses, generally you have... Um, you know, the blue collar people working the game, if that makes, if you know what I'm trying to say yeah. without saying it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just on just on the Wallabies, and you may have just answered a little bit of it along those lines, but how do they bridge the gap? You obviously played against them for the last decade or so. It, are we any closer, do you think, in Australian rugby to actually taking it up to our chief rival in the All Blacks? Yeah, well, I said on, um, on one of the rugby shows, it's funny to think that I've written a book and I work on TV now. It's... It's crazy, even just thinking, just thinking med- that. But, just a media guy nowadays. Son. Oh, bro, I'm far part from of the it. Team. I'm far from <laughs> it. But anyway, um, yeah, back to your question, bro. I think, I think the big thing that they've done, which has allowed players such as, uh, you know, Quay Cooper and Karevi and a couple of uh, forwards come back coming back in the side, is they've gotten rid of the ghetto rule. Um, automatically, you you open up, um, you get a few more players, world-class players, uh, players that have got that experience playing around the world to come back in the squad uh, to help with the depth because that's the difference between New Zealand and Australia is their depth. And it comes stems from what I just said, bro. All public schools play it in New Zealand and all private only mm-hmm. private schools play rugby union in Australia. And until you change that, that's when you're still going to get the same results that we're getting right now. And I think that a lot of people are a bit sceptical or a bit scared and saying, oh, how, you know, why are we getting rid of that rule? It's keeping players here. I think... I think you look at those people are looking at it the wrong way. You know, we, okay, you might let a few players go overseas and earn a bit more coin uh, in that sense. But in doing that, you will free up a bit more cash that can essentially be put into the school system because for the game of rugby to get the depth that it needs in Australia to compete consistently uh, year in, year out uh, with the likes of All Blacks, you know, they need to get it thriving in the public school system here. All right, Sonny, before I let you go, just a little bit of boxing. So you've been an amazing athlete across multiple codes, and now you're in your mid-30s. You're looking to get back into the boxing ring again. Are you are you really going to fight someone like Paul Gallen down the pike? Is that something that is in your near future? Yeah, I, you know, um, I hope you weren't insinuating that uh, he's out of my league because for, for myself, I definitely don't believe that. But I think he'll be all part of the process. For me, it's the challenge. It's not, you know, I don't need to fight, you know, and he's stated that he's a prize fighter. So he, he he's in it for, obviously, for the money. For me, I'm in it for the challenge. Uh, now, when it comes to fighting Paul Gallen or, you know, Barry Hoare, those guys are all part of the process to me. Um, but... For me, it's about the daily grind of it, um, doing it and being wholeheartedly in it, you know, and that stems from something more than say, oh, I've got my eyes, 
solely focused on Paul Gallen or Barry Hall, you know. I've had a lot of offers already to fight mm-hmm. overseas, but it's at this stage, it's just getting back in the ring, getting a feel for it, training hard day in, day out. And then I think, God willing, um, if I reach the heights that I think that I can reach, uh, those guys will be part of the process. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, as a, as a young fight fan 10 years ago, Sonny, I was hoping that you were going to give away the football codes and come and be a professional boxer full-time. But instead, you just played footy and just won a couple of World Cups and a premiership and had a decade-long career and blitzed that as well. And now we get to see the boxing at the end as well. So everyone's a winner after all that. Uh, Sonny, inshallah, appreciate your time. Thanks heaps for jumping on again on Summer Grandstand across Australia. Hope to do it again soon. For sure, man, and I really appreciate the insightful questions. You're a good man, brother.